I tried to scare a possum off of our tree outside about 30 minutes ago. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, possums, urban legends. There, One was very small yesterday, and there was a larger one today. <laughs> Crypt... Er... <laughs> <laughs> True crime. The big possum's name is Critter, and the small one's name is Pete. Boogie stories. And I tried to scare it by rubbing its side with a broom pole, like I was giving him pets, and it didn't care, and it actually seemed to like it. Anything spooky related. That's true. Yep, that's true. Each week since uh, sometime in 2017, uh, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go pet the smaller possum, and I will go pet the larger possum, Critter, because, well, let's just face it, I'm a little more brave. And then, Oh, yeah? Well, I think so. Than me or the possum? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we... After we're done researching a topic for four years, we walk into our house, say hello to each other, walk upstairs and sit down and record the show, and we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you for the first time. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to anyone who is friends with a possum. I will dedicate my portion of the show to anyone that does not like possums. Cool. So we've run the gamut. Yeah, so everyone. The full possum spectrum. You either spectrum. do or you don't. <laughs> yeah. Who there there are people that kind of like possums and yeah. I and I want to know why you think they only kind of like them. I think this is just what I think because I kind of feel that way. <laughs> okay. I don't really like possums that much. But you don't hate them? But I don't hate them cuz they're like they can be cute. Okay. But then there are things about them that are not cute. Okay. What are the not cute things first? Their teeth. You don't like their teeth. Yeah. They have the pointy little snout and then they have those little razor teeth. Okay. Well, what's, don't like those. what's one thing that you think is cute about possums? I think that their little ears are cute. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not turned off by the tail. I love their little tail. Because it reminds me of mice or rats, and I think they can be kind of cute. Yeah, they're like a triple rat. They're, they're they very big. They're kind of like a gigantic rat. They really are. Are yeah. they part of the rat family? Uh, probably. Just by looking at them, I would just say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I was talking to Critter, again, the larger of the two possums. Yeah. And... He's also, speaking of bravery, Critter's also pretty brave because I walked out there with a flashlight. I have a video. I'll post it on our Spooky Spouse's Instagram. Yeah, he didn't care. Molly was barking at him, didn't care. No, he didn't care. And I had a flashlight and I was asking him to leave. And then he was going to go back to eat the bird food. And I said, please stop. And then he started drooling. And it was like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, that was weird. You're being, you're you're not really putting your best foot forward. Did you ask Critter what he what he does and does not like about us he said i don't like how tall you are <laughs> both of you but i do like that you put a bird feeder outside and now it's just essentially a drive-through for me yeah but when i was when i was rubbing his side with the pole of our broom that we keep on our deck right uh, i was just rubbing him and i again seriously just like i was petting him because i really wanted to pet him and it took everything i had not to just reach no. my hand out and pet that sweet little bud no you're gonna get raped but I was petting them, and then I was like, man, their tails are big. And then I gave his tail a little tap. They're sturdy tails. They're yeah. like, they're beefy. Yeah. I tapped uh, it, I and it sounded like I was tapping metal. I mean, I'm joking, but it was like, <laughs> they were, it was, it was a sturdy tail, and they have really cute little feet when you look up close. Yeah. Wow. All I right. like how much we've talked about <laughs> possums. Well, what did we talk about last week? Last week, was a really Kentucky heavy week. Yeah, Kentucky. Because we watched the new premiere of Hellier 2. Yes, I can't get enough thinking about it. Yeah, creepy stuff happening in Kentucky. And then, yeah, I was talking about the 37th parallel. Right. Which runs through parts of Kentucky, one of them being Somerset. Do you think one runs through Molly, just follows her around? Yeah, I think she has the yeah. There's there's a small part of the of the thirty seventh parallel that just attaches itself to Molly, and that's okay. why she's uh, barky. <laughs> I guess. Hey, really quick, at the top of the episode, I'm doing it. I'm gonna plug our Patreon. Yeah. And here's why, Linz. Buckle up. And you know, I this also goes for everyone else. Buckle up, please. Um, clicked it and ticked it. 
we recorded some very fun bonus content with our friends Fishstick and Lulu from WIDK, and then our friend Ty from Side Character Quest, all of which are shows on the Scavengers Network. And it was very fun. It was fun. Very fun. And it was neat because someone, Tristan, I guess someone who likes the show, tweeted about the show and said, I like these three shows. So we went and we just did a weird conjoined triple threat episode and it's going to be released as bonus content. So if you've ever been curious, what sort of things do they have as bonus content on the Scavengers Network? There's a whole bunch of it, but this is one of them that we just did and I'm very excited for it. So if you'd like to... Go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And if you'd like to be a member, you can donate anywhere from a buck to what is it, Lens? 500 million, I think, is the cap. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we both tried to do 500 million and 56, not 56. We were denied. Yeah. I said, oh, sorry, too generous. You said, too nice. You're too nice. Too nice. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, it was the thing from Jurassic Park. Ah, ah, ah. Too generous. <laughs> But yeah, if you'd like to, that would be great. You can help us keep making shows and support the network and get bonus content. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have to say. Patreon.com slash The Scavengers Network. And that bonus content will be released probably within the next week. Yeah, and who knows? Uh, if you ask, you might receive, just like Tristan did, because he got a special episode for himself. Yeah, he did. A, a fan-requested bespoke bonus content. And for you. And for you. The for, listener. Yeah, you, Jeremy. Well, I think I'm first this week. Your, your first this week and my thirst for your first is uh, unquenchable because I'm excited <laughs> for knowledge and I'm ready to hear everything you have to say. The, my thirst for your first. Well, this week I want to try to creep you out. Good luck. Yeah. I don't get scared easily. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I actually, yeah, I do a lot. I, I just exist in the house and you get scared. Yeah. Like you forget that I'm here. No, I just don't expect you to be where you are sometimes. And oh, like okay. if I'm if I'm there and that means if I'm there not paying attention and then all of a sudden my brain slowly starts to pay more attention. Mm -hmm. If something is there that wasn't there when I stopped paying attention, it's that thing. It's that it's your fault. Not okay. my, it's not my fault. All right. Well, <laughs> are you ready for the first story that I have? I think so. Am I going to get scared? You might. Okay. I think they're kind of creepy. All right. That's why I'm saying them. Okay. And Spooky Sauce is our show. I'm ready for it. Um. Okay. So these are just a couple of stories because we have been watching a show called Night Watch, which yeah. is about the police, paramedics, and firemen. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good show. I think everybody should watch it. It's really like loving, I guess. It is. Yeah. In it's a nice neat. way. There, there's a lot of shows that specifically feature cops and they follow them around. But this is nice because I think it it, it favors the EMS teams. Yeah, and, and you don't get to see a lot of what EMS does and how crazy things can be. So, If anyone is listening to our show who is a paramedic or involved with EMS, props to you because... Hard job. Man, that's a hard job. Absolutely. Okay, that's it. Well, this is just about some stories that cops had of just coming up to weird stuff okay because you think about it i mean cops kind of drive around especially if you don't even have a partner with you and you just like if you're a night shift you're just patrolling around yeah and especially if you're in a town that's pretty quiet yeah so it's a little creepy okay so the first story that i have is a little wild Okay. But I think you'll like it. <laughs> okay. So there was two cops that were working in a remote part of Australia, and they were called into a town to be forced to move on an elderly man because the other locals had accused him of witchcraft and other things. Oh, whoa. So the cops drove to the town picked up the elderly man that everybody was accusing of witchcraft and asked him where his like home township was. Well, it was about an hour and some change away. Okay. So the cops were like, we have to take you home. The locals were, are terrified of you and they can't, you can't be in this town. So they made a deal with them and they said, you know, we can't just kick you out of a town, but we're going to take you home. And why don't you just stay away for a while? And the old man agreed and he's like got in the car and no big deal. Well, they dropped him off in his hometown, which is over an hour away. Did he walk there? They drove him. No, but I mean, 
did did he drive to this place or was he just wandering around by foot? He was wandering around by foot in this town. So I don't know if someone dropped him off there oh, okay. or if he wandered there. I mean, his hometown was an hour away, so he just was there. Or if he floated. Yeah, maybe he floated. Well, <laughs> he they cops dropped him off in his hometown and they turned the vehicle around. They said they were going fairly fast, about 70 miles per hour, and it took about 45 minutes to drive back. Well, when they got back to the town that they took the old man out of, the elderly man was sitting on a park bench in one of the streets. Okay, so my theory is kind of correct that he floated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can I just float back home? The cop said that to this day, neither of them can explain it. And they uh, had they they understood why the locals were scared. Uh, okay, for real. If that happened to me, if I was driving around and I saw a man that I dropped off at home an hour away, right. drove and drove back to where I was, maybe to get some stories from people, get some police reports, whatever. Right. I would, and I saw that guy there. I would lose my mind. Yeah, pretty creepy, huh? I'd number one, number two, and then go home. See, I would look at it logically first and be like, okay, somebody obviously drove him back. Uh-huh, yeah. But then it's like, we literally just dropped him off, turned around, kind of sped back, yeah, and he was back there. I, for some reason, when you said, I would think of it logically at first, and then I was first, I, I was expecting you to say, he obviously skitched. <laughs> He he hopped on his skateboard and ducked down and hung out to the back of the cop car and, <laughs> and threw out the uh, hang loose sign the entire time. And just was there. Hang loose. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing, too, is like, did he get into the cop car again and then get out? But it's like you would notice someone in your car. I'm putting my money on he skitched. <laughs> he it's, might have. He, he had like one of those little Nintendo DSs or whatever and was playing Tony Hawk 2 while he skitched all the way back. Manual fakie. <laughs> I guess the locals had every right to be scared of that man. Yeah, that's legitimately, that is a very scary story. He's a witch or a warlock. I don't know. <laughs> okay. He's something. He's something, Or he's right. a good skateboarder. I don't know. Maybe yeah, or, he knows how to shred. He might just shred really hard. <laughs> I mean, does anyone think about that? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just like a really cool old man, you know? Yeah. Okay, my next story is... This police officer worked in a small town back in the 90s. He was patrolling um, the town during winter, and the area that he was patrolling had several abandoned houses. This area was kind of just impoverished, and it was definitely an attraction for people to go steal copper and stuff out of these old houses to make money off of them. So he would kind of patrol because... I was like, why else would he patrol these neighborhoods that like are basically abandoned? Yeah. So he would basically patrol it, make sure everybody was good if anybody was hiding out there. And he drove by around 7 p.m. And there was an old house that usually was a big abandoned house that you would see a lot of squatters or you would find people stealing stuff in. So he noticed that that house, which was on a corner lot, and he could see all four sides of the house because it was pretty open on the corner. Okay. As he drove around the first time, all the doors were closed. And then when he came back around, one of the doors was open. So he thought that was a little unusual. And he he stopped. He called dispatch and said, you know, hey, I'm going to go check out this house. There was snow on the ground and there was no footprints going in. So he's like, maybe the wind blew it open. I don't know. I'm just going to go check it out. Or it might have been open from the inside. Right. So he is kind of like, this is just unusual. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to make sure that nobody's doing anything illegal in here. And then he went over to the house. He went through the open door and put his flashlight out to shine it inside. The house has obviously been gutted for most of its parts. So it was a very barren Mm-hmm. old creaky house the plaster of the walls had been torn down debris piles were everywhere and since there was no footprints in the snow or around the door he looked at all the dust on the floor thinking if yeah like you said maybe someone opened it from the inside and all the dust and debris it would have left footprints and there was no footprints okay so he chalked it up to the wind but he still just wanted to make sure that nobody was in the house or he might have probably thought then, since it was wintertime, he went, probably Chris Kringle. <laughs> it's probably Santa, and he's squatting in this house. 
Yeah, I wonder what Santa does when he... Because, I mean, he can't spend all year at the North Pole. So when he's not at the North Pole... He vacations in a squatter house? Well, he just goes on a road trip. And maybe he's like, (laughs) I blew all my money in Reno, Nevada. And now I'll just squat in this old dusty house. Well, that is true. Santa doesn't really have, like, money. No. How does he... He can pay for, like, a hotel or a plane ticket. Well, he has a sleigh, so he has a way to travel. I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, he'll get the elves things and Mrs. Claus or whoever else is there. And, like, they get presents back and forth and blah, blah, blah. But unless they're just giving, like, giant eagle gift cards or, like, gas cards or just literal money. Yeah. I don't know how you would have money to do anything. Maybe yeah, Santa doesn't. I don't know. Santa doesn't stay anywhere nice, I guess. No, he doesn't have any money. Aw. That's why he, he can never afford gasoline. He just trains reindeer to drive him around. <laughs> well... And he builds stuff for people. He's just a big-hearted homeless man. And that's how people are leaving him milk and cookies and stuff as well. That's how he oh, gets fed. because he's hungry. He's hungry. Wow, Christmas just got sad this year. Um. So anyways, <laughs> he goes in, he sees no footprints, and then he hears a loud thump come from out, like upstairs. I'm out of there already. I'm out. Then followed by the loud thump, he hears <sighs> what sounds like kids laughing. Okay, okay, okay. So immediately he yells out, police department, come downstairs. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing happens. And then he sound, it sounds like more kids playing. Ugh. So he tells dispatch that it sounds like there are kids in the house and starts making his way through the kitchen into the living room. And then where the stairs are, he starts cautiously going up the stairs. I have goosebumps on the back of my uh, calves. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like this at all. I don't like this. So two more times he hears something laughing, which seems like it's coming from upstairs. Ugh, that sucks. But he says since he had no response, he's thinking maybe it's an animal. So he's like, maybe there's an animal. But he still swears that it sounds like kids laughing. But he's like, you know, I don't know, maybe... A possum can sound like kids laughing. I don't know. He heads upstairs and it gets really quiet. The stairs are relatively small and the hallway is at the top of the stairs. It has one bedroom on the right and one straight ahead at the end of the hall. And 12 ghosts everywhere. He hears the thump in the bedroom, of course, all the way down the hall. (sighs) Yeah. So he carefully peeks around the door to the empty room, the first one on the right. And there's just a bunch of plaster and wood debris in the middle. Nothing there, though. Here's another thump down the hall. Come on with the thumps. So he starts making his way, which brave officer, just brave person in general. Yeah. I would I would left. be like, nope, nothing's in here. I don't know. No, nope, I would have heard the thump and the laughter and went, oh, weird, not reporting that. And I would have left immediately. So he makes his way down the hallway where he's hearing the thump. He The door is slightly open, so he kind of props it open a little bit with his flashlight. And in the middle of the floor Ugh. is a page tur- like torn out of a children's book. But what was weird was it had a picture of a police officer on it. Oh, man. So he said his hair stood up on the back of his neck. He got out of that building and he ran out of there and told dispatch that the nobody was in the house and he never went back there again. <laughs> so the one reason why I don't trust that officer is because he said the hair stood up on the back of his neck and then he left. Yeah. He forgot to mention that the poop came out of the back of his butt. <laughs> As soon as he saw that, uh, because the poop would have came out the back of my butt. That's scary. If I would have, that's, that is so, that would have bummed me out forever. Well, how unusual that there's a children's book page in the first place and then on that page, which means he went in that room. Yeah. Because it said it was in the middle of the room. Maybe it was RoboCop and that's why he didn't turn around. He was, he didn't have any emotion. He's maybe they, this ghost scared RoboCop though. <laughs> don't like, do not <laughs> don't like, like not I going back there again. Don't like sound. I would have left immediately. And I know that if if that cop would have hung out in that house maybe for two more minutes, I bet you ghosts would have eaten him alive. I think it's just creepy, and I think the whole setting is creepy too because it's like, of course, kind of an abandoned neighborhood. Already Old, scary. falling apart. It's 7 p.m. in winter, which means it's dark. Yeah. And it's snowy. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a little breezy because he said he thought maybe the wind blew up in the door. There is something really eerie about walking in the snow when it's quiet at night. 
crunch, yeah, crunch, yourself, crunch. And then yeah. going into an abandoned building where it's chilly. And yeah, that story is very creepy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. This one is the creepiest one I have. And it's the last one that I have. What? It's creepier than the last one? Yeah. Okay. I just like, I like to go in like order of like, the first one is your starter. The middle one's like, I'm getting y'all warmed up. And then the last one's like, oh man, now I'm gonna think about that later. Maybe after this one, if you can, if you can come up with a thirty-second really fun story, <laughs> okay. for just and this is just for me, a spooky story. No, oh. hap, a fun one, mm. a thirty-second fun one. Okay, after well, this one, I'm just kidding. This one is a, oh, it's so fun. Oh yay! <laughs> okay, so a couple of cops were called to a residence out in the boonies. It was in Wyoming, so the boonies really are the boonies. Yeah, no kidding. It was about 11 p.m., and the people called for suspicious activity. When they got there, they were told by the family living there that there are very strange screams coming from a creek area about a 1,000 feet out. Okay, that's okay, great. Is it nighttime? 11 p.m. No. I'd say wait until... Okay, (laughs) cool. There's screams coming from your creek? you just tell the family no? We'll be here in the morning. I would if I was a cop and I came up and they went, hey, we're hearing screams a thousand feet away by our creek. You just leave them in the house. I could. I'd go, you know what? I'd say, no thanks. And I'd turn around. And then they'd say, hey, wait a minute. And then You're a really bad cop. I know I would be. They would be yelling that. (laughs) No, that's what they would yell at you. Oh. And then as I was walking, I'd give them a thumbs up from be you know i would just put my thumb in the air like yeah, yeah you're right throw leftovers at you i don't care i'd open throw my their mouth leftover lasagna at you open and be my like mouth and I, catch we're it. all gonna die tonight and it's your fault and i'd pac-man <laughs> open my mouth and let the food fall right in i would kirby it i'd inhale really hard and see if i could uh air air suck the lasagna <laughs> okay <laughs> you know? great you know sure <laughs> okay so they hear screams coming from a creek area about a thousand feet out Sure enough, waiting outside on the porch to witness this for about a minute, they hear it. It's a very hard to describe, but what sounded like a woman in very severe distress, but higher pitched. Okay. Each scream lasted for about 10 to 15 seconds. Okay, that's long. That's a long scream. Like a high pitched woman's distress scream for 10 to 15 seconds. Like when when you're scared, two seconds seems like hours. So ten seconds to fifteen seconds would One seem like one little scream would two seconds. Oh, even that out there, I'd be like, wow, the scream lasted <laughs> yeah. for hours. But if I hear one that lasted fifteen seconds, I don't think I've ever done any. I, I don't think I've made a sound that's lasted for more than fifteen. <laughs> I seconds. I don't think I've ever done anything for fifteen seconds <laughs> ever in my life. <laughs> Nothing. Wash the dishes fourteen seconds. Yep. Under. Yep. You're absolutely right. So, anyways, they were like, "Okay, this sounds like a cry." <laughs> Of, like, sheer terror. I thought you were going to say, okay, this sucks. So they hear it, and then it stops. And they wait again, and once again, they hear it again. Mm, Don't like it. They tell the family they're going to investigate. So they walk down to the creek since... It, the guy said, since it was nice out, but I want to be like, because you had to. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> you're a police officer, and you're there, so yeah. you have to. Yeah, we hear about two more screams getting louder as we approach the creek. By now, we're both kind of freaked out. There are probably two possibilities. Someone is getting murdered by the creek bed, or it's a wild animal. So they're kind of like, I'm sure they're hoping for the wild animal. I would be hoping for any animal on Earth. As they approach the creek bed, they hear no screams for about five minutes. Oh my gosh, that's so long. They search around. They find nothing. They're yelling at the top of their lungs for someone to come out if someone needs help. Nothing. Then after that, they hear the exact same scream, but it sounds like it's behind them. (sighs) Exactly where they came from. (sighs) So now it's like you're out there going towards the screams, and then now it sounds like it's coming from where you just came from. So it's like, now you don't want to go back. We just got done playing... This is this is relevant. Death Stranding. <laughs> and in Death Stranding, very good video game, but in Death Stranding, there's an option where you can crouch and put up a holographic rock around you. That's what you would to do. Hide. 
I want that. And I would just put up the holographic <laughs> rock and just lay there and hide inside well, my rock. Well, can ghosts see past holographic rock? Nope, because ghosts are stupid. They can't see anything. <laughs> you can't claim that. Now that you said that, we're going to be very haunted. By a really smart ghost. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, pull out your holographic rock now. As he's, as, as he's the, the, the ghost is solving a Rubik's Cube and then also <laughs> taking the SATs without looking and like crushing it. And making it. a croquembouche. <laughs> he's baking. Um... So they get about halfway back to the house because now they're heading up back towards the screams towards the house. And the scream comes so loudly that it sounds like it's literally feet from them. I hate I hate that. They frantically shine their flashlights everywhere. They see nothing. No eye glance <laughs> of animals, no rustling of bushes, just silence. And I'm sure they strategically did not shine the flashlights near their crotches because they had peed their pants. <laughs> <laughs> they both have to get their towels and put it down in their cop cars because they have peed their pants. Yeah, I would have pee peed. They trace their steps back and the scream comes from the creek again. Oh my gosh. This time it lasted <sighs> over 30 seconds and was much louder than before. <sighs> oh my God. Oh, oh So they're no. halfway back to the family's house. Yeah. They book it. They yeah. book it back to the house. They were both scared and verified with the family to call them again if they heard it. At this point, I think they're just like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Like your original plan. And then I would have already been back at the station and been like, why didn't you guys just say no thanks <laughs> and go home and eat lasagna out of the air? So they told the family, lock your doors, stay inside. We'll come back in the morning. If you hear it again, please call us if you hear it again. But the family never called again. So they were like... Okay, I guess we're good. They still don't know what it was. Um, one of the police officers said, I'm a pretty avid outdoorsman. I know animals make cries, but that did not sound like any animal that I have ever heard before. And the length was outlandish. Something else that weirded me out was that the, it was completely silent while the screams were happening. It was summer in Wyoming, and there was no types of ambient noise like Frogs croaking, cridget, cridgets, <laughs> crickets chirping, <laughs> owls hooting, coyotes howling, nothing. You know what? That is quite literally outlandish. It's creepy. And he said he did notice that once they were leaving and they had not heard any more screams, that he started hearing like frogs croaking again. Hoo-wee. Which means Ugh. something was scaring the other animals. Yeah. Even, and I don't think that many animals, no, that's probably not right. I was going to say, I, I don't I don't think many animals register fear, but I don't think many animals register paranormal fear. Like, right. I don't know, you know, call me, call me outlandish. I don't know many frogs that are afraid of ghosts. You know what no. I'm saying? You know what I mean? Right. <sighs> I don't know many crickets well, who don't like being possessed by the devil. That's a thing is like, you know, you have the theory of witches or banshees mm -hmm. with the screams, but then that's paranormal. And like you said, it's like, is that really going to stop the animals from chirping? And then you think of bigger animals and that guy's saying, you know, he's he's pretty outdoorsy. He knows animal calls. And that one was weird. And I mean, he even said coyotes and wolves and stuff. It did not sound like that. So that was my first thought was like a howl. Yeah. But they're like, it was high pitched and it sounded like a woman in distress. There's, there like, if you're hearing something that's, whether it's paranormal or whatever, just unexplained. Yeah. Or unidentifiable. And you're also noticing that what you're hearing is affecting nature. Right. The natural state. To me... My, I would immediately go to something about this is pagan or has to do with witchcraft or something because it's affecting. You wouldn't think like uh, like cryptid? Nope, I would not. I would. Th well, it, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would think something about it was pagan based. Okay. Or like maybe some some something to deal with the occult. That's also based in, I don't know, nature or whatever. I don't know a lot about I don't know a lot about this stuff. Well, I'm searching if there's any cryptids in Wyoming. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get a few hits because it's ain't, ain't nothing but open country out there, ain't it? Well, he said it was in the boonies and I don't know. I don't know what kind of cryptids they say. I mean, I'm sure there's the usual ones like Bigfoot. Sure. Maybe, maybe the dogmen. I mean, could he's be. he's kind of up in that area. The skunka, 
Wurrican. Okay, that one. It's a partially large wolf-like animal similar to dire wolves that went extinct thousands of years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, There's a lake monster. I don't think it was that. Uh, Jackalope. (laughs) Probably not the jackalope. (laughs) Uh, The San Pedro Mountains Mummy. Okay. What? It might have been a mountain mummy. Ooh, a mountain mummy was probably hollering. Yeah, might have been hollering up there. (laughs) It says... While it appeared to be a fully grown human male, it only stood approximately one foot tall. Okay, well, I don't know how I don't know how scared I'd be if it was nighttime I and I saw a foot tall mountain mummy walking well, towards me. You know what'd be funny though is you hear these terrifying screams and you're two big bad police officers and you're yeah. out there on duty and then you're freaked out and then you see this little one foot tall mountain mummy mm-hmm. ready to scare you. I would kick the mummy over. I would just be like, I'd laugh at it. Or and be throw like, a few rocks I, you're cute. I, we gotta go. You gotta stop scaring that family. What seems to be the trouble here, little guy? <laughs> hey, bud, you okay? Hey, bud. Yeah, I would approach it. I would approach that mummy like we, like you kind of approach a toddler who just fell over and you're in that purgatory area where they have not cried yet or mm-hmm. maybe they'll laugh. Oh, you okay, bud? <laughs> as soon as they bonk their head or they fall down or something. Well, maybe that mummy got hurt and maybe he was he needed help and everybody got scared and ran away and now he's probably dead. He's probably the last mountain mummy. If it was a mountain mummy. I don't know. Creepy stories, though. Those are creepy All of stories. Them pretty creepy. Those were good. Those were legit creepy. Yeah, I thought so, too. Well, should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Yeah, I need to change my diaper because I number one and three. Do a little haunted diaper cleaning? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, well, we'll see everyone in the haunted housekeeping diaper cleaning zone in three, two, one. Listen up, partner. Do you have any questions about ghosts, about time traveling, about cryptids, about true crime, about our dog, about anything ever? Well, hey, you're in luck because we have an aerodynamic, state-of-the-art, spooky spouses hotline that you can call and just be a real chatty Kathy. You can ask us anything. You could be, I mean, spooky related. It could be, you know, maybe you just have some questions about why we're still doing this and if anybody is even listening. Okay. <laughs> well, if you'd like to call, and we sure hope you do, the phone number is 803-816-2667. Or if the funny number is 803-816-BOOZE, like the plural form of the word ghosts, of the word that ghosts say. I like the funny number better. Hehe, <laughs> me too. Even though it's the same number. Yeah, it's just the funny version. So again, if you'd like to call us, please do. It's 803-816-2667. You can call any time of day, any time of night, even when you're on an airplane, if you want to be really sneaky and bad about it. Yeah, maybe the pilot needs to ask us a question. We'd also like to direct you to the scavengersnetwork.com. It is where we have our podcast and many other wonderful podcasts. You can check it out. We have a merch store. We have, you know, just special things on there and special friends. Um, and we also have a Patreon. You can donate anything from a dollar to 500000 but it caps at, no, I think it caps at 500 million. Yeah, I think it was usually what the cap is. Yeah, so. three three gazillion. But a Patreon will help support us and all the other shows and you'll get bonus content and it's really fun. It is. You can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a part of the scavengers network member club special friend group. And it's nice. And then you can feel like you yourself are actually, you have a hand in making us sit down in our, in our office and talk into these microphones every week. And also if you haven't already subscribe and rate our show we love hearing from our listeners and we just want to make you happy we sure do you can say hey your dog seems cool or man i'm glad that i'm glad i'm just happy in general that's also nice to say yeah maybe you just need to tell us you're a happy person you just want to get it out w-i-d-k is your morning commute too much fun? Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. It feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... Rah, 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 rah. The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just <laughs> seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a <laughs> 
reason he's completely shaved. This is I Don't Know Radio, the only show that delivers more than you wanted and less than you hoped for. Search WIDK in your podcast app. Welcome back, our dirty diaper dudes and dudettes. What's up, everybody? I know you can't answer that, but uh, just talking about diapers because Lindsay made me number one my diaper when she was telling stories. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they were scary, but... They were scary. Well, Molly's fine. She doesn't even care. She's taking a nap. Yeah, she was... Uh, occasionally, whenever we're recording the show, I'll look down and Molly's kicking her little puppy feet because she's having puppy dreams. Yeah. And maybe she was running away from the, what is it? The Prairie Mountain, Prairie something, Mummy Man? Mountain Mummy Man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe in her dreams she was running away from that little <laughs> that little creature. No, she'd bite him. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, she's not, she's pretty fearless. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Linz, I want to play another Christmas carol. Okay. But I have lyrics to this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now tell me if you know the lyrics to this song and if you know the lyrics to this Christmas. Th- this is a Christmas carol. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Close. It's I'm dreaming of a white Bigfoot. Oh. Yeah. Yeti. Yep. And then a cool slide. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that fart keyboard came back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I, I downloaded it, but I was like, you know, I think I think it's maybe it's maybe it's funny for the for having a it's, for you, yeah, yeah, for me. It's, if that makes you happy, then you know, I like it a little bit more than Goat or Ghost because, oh yeah. Well, I can't say that I because feel like the listeners are gonna be kind of mad about that because well, that's okay. They riot hard for goat. And yeah, ghost. They, they really like goat or goat ghost. Or ghost. But yeah. Here's the thing, I, I guess I really can't compare them because that one is it's this or that, and right. this is Christmas carols or Christmas edition. You know what? I'll call this one holiday toots, and maybe okay. this maybe this will stick around for December this month, and then uh, we'll wait a year and it might come back. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm very excited for Are, the return already. Oh, wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have... Th- this is all related to some breaking booze. Okay. But I wanted to talk about it because, you know, you think snow, you think abominable snowman, you think the big white Bigfoot, right? Yes. But there's been stories of white Bigfoots, big furry albino... Well, probably I think it's safe to assume that they're albino Bigfoots mm-hmm. in and around the U.S. since the 1970s. In colder areas or all over the place? All over this place. Okay. So the very first... Well, there's there's a new story, but I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of history really quick about the white Bigfoots. The very first reported, well, allegedly reported sighting was from Pennsylvania, Okay, not I, too far from us. No, not very far at all. And I, I guess this is a thing. People in Pennsylvania claim that there are white Bigfoots in and around PA specifically. Okay. Because I search it up on Cryptid Wiki, uh, which is a Wikipedia specifically detailing cryptids all over the earth. Mm-hmm. And there's one specifically called the Pennsylvania White Bigfoot. Okay. I could see Pennsylvania having stuff. I mean, it's a lot of open land farms kind of vacant a lot of hills area. too yeah. a lot of hills plenty of places for a bigfoot to hide out yeah. especially one that's so easily spotted so the first pennsylvania white bigfoot sighting was reported in blakesley pennsylvania i don't know where that is in 1970 and then three years later in 1973 in september two girls were standing outside in beaver county pennsylvania at 9 30 p.m an eight-foot-tall, big old white Bigfoot crawled out of the woods, but they said, and here's what makes me not believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's like, well, the, the entire thing doesn't, but this part, glowing red eyes. Oh. Can we stop? Okay. Let's... But maybe it was eye shine. They were out there at night. Maybe they had a light on, or maybe they pointed a light at it. Maybe glowing red eyes, they meant like it had eye shine. Maybe. I mean... I, I hope that's the case because glowing red eyes has been a cliche for a very long time. Yeah. And as soon as I see glowing red eyes or glowing eyes. Mothman? No, I was going to say I just don't believe it. Oh. The only one that I might believe might is the Mothman. Okay. Might. Well, what makes him different? 
Oh, like, the Mothman? Why do you make, why does the Mothman's glowing red eyes believable, but this one isn't? Only because the, the Mothman to me is believable by association. Okay. Because there was a lot of weird stuff going on in and around Point Pleasant when the Mothman was around, when Indrid Cold was around. Mm-hmm. And there's just, I don't know, I, I just feel like there's there's so much evidence that makes me think maybe as opposed to nah. Okay. You know, that's the only, right. that's literally the only reason why. But there is a new story from Missouri that a minister and her family saw a white Bigfoot. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. A, oh, this is from cryptozoologynews.com. Of course it is. But they, they got to step their game up. Okay. <laughs> a Missouri minister says she and her family believe there is an unidentified bipedal creature roaming their property. The woman who did provide a specific location but asked to be or asked to remain anonymous in the BFRO reports says that the recurring incidents have been happening for the last five years. And she just now reported it? Mm-hmm. Okay, what made her do it now and not opposed to five years ago? I think it's because it scared her son. Oh, and, and then, her son's not scared anymore? I don't really know. I'm or not really sure. she's just sick of it. I am sick of this. <laughs> That's what I'd say if I went out and I saw a big white bipedal thing wandering around. I'd go, that's it. I'm sick of this. Five years later. For five years. I'm tired of it. Okay. Uh, Here's a quote from her. Quote, my son has moved out. He used to travel home late at night from in town on his electric bike. And she reported this to the BFRO to reporter Carter Buchart or Bushart. Okay. I don't know. One night, she claims her son was coming home on his electric bike when he came across a seven-foot-tall white and hairy hominid. So I don't know how far out they live from town, far enough to maybe be in the woods and warrant her son traveling on an electric bicycle. Uh, Another quote, It crossed to a field next to the road. It terrified him so much that he permanently moved into town. So he no longer lived with his parents out in the woods, oh, he, he moved, moved in the city. I thought you city. meant he moved closer to his parents so then he wouldn't have to motorbike home. No, I think he moved closer <laughs> to where he was working, I think. I'm, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Get away from mm-hmm. that creepy area. Big city lights, yeah. Uh, but according to the woman, that was not the only incident. She and her husband say that they hear howling calls and tree knocks quite often at night. She also claims that she notices a, quote, horrible smell. Oh, he's stinky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she also says, I feel watched sometimes. I've seen something tall in the woods. So I don't know what I would make of it. If you were living, uh, and what I gather from the story is that she and her husband live fairly secluded in the woods. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this, Lens. What would you think if maybe three times a week... In our, like, around where, where you and I live, if you were hearing howling and tree knocking, what would you think it was? I mean, howling, I would think it was the coyotes. Yes, okay. Tree knocking, I don't know. I would just, I would always just chalk it up to some kind of creature. Because, like, we, I always hear knocks on our house. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's just the squirrels jumping on our roof. And you can hear them pretty loud. So it's like... I don't know. I would just think that it was some kind of animal. Yeah. I. Yeah. Because even, okay, so we have a lot of squirrels around where we live because we have black walnut trees and they love them. They do. They really do. So we have a lot of squirrels that run and leap around. Like I said, they jump on the roof. They make loud bangs. And sometimes even when they're just rustling in the leaves down below, it sounds like a bigger animal. And then you spot it and you're like, oh, it's just a tiny squirrel. Yeah, because around here, everything is so amplified because it is so quiet. Right. Yeah, that's true. So So I guess it depends on where they live and their atmosphere. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, okay. what would be the what would be the most alarming thing to you to hear howls at night, to hear the tree knocking at night or to occasionally maybe right before or after you heard those things, you smelt something really bad outside? Probably the stinky thing. Because tree knocking, I would think like, oh, woodpeckers. Howling, I think, you know, coyotes. The stinky, I'd be like, either there's a dead animal, a dead person, or something is out there and it smells. Or, yeah, maybe Slimer. Or Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Do you think Slimer smells? Yeah. He's got to reek. Yeah, he drops food all over his body. 
Yeah, and he but just flies around a with it. Ghost though, do ghost? I mean, well, yeah, they say that ghosts can have smells like perfume oh, or yeah. old leather yeah. or. That's true. There's got to be stinky ones. I bet you Slimer, if Slimer well, were a real demonic ghost. demonic ghost. Sulfur. Sulfur, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Man, I feel bad. I wonder in this, in the new iteration of the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. or the new, I guess, not an iteration, but the next movie in the series. Right. I wonder if they're going to comment on how bad Slimer stinks. <laughs> Just make a little side comment saying like, man, I loved Peter Venkman, but man, Slimer smelled bad. What is that green? Oh, it smells like everyone on Earth is barfing at once. (laughs) I don't know. Well, that's a little bit about a new story about a white Bigfoot or just a Bigfoot. Now, here's another story back from the 70s, I believe. Yeah. So another one, 1975. But this is not in Pennsylvania. This is from Arkansas. A white. This is a white bigfoot. Where is Arkansas? I forget where it is all the time. Arkansas is south, (laughs) right? Oh man. Where's Arkansas? Okay, I'm gonna look. Hold on, hold on. Why are we googling stuff? I just googled where's Arkansas. (laughs) What did you Google? It's by it's by Mississippi. Okay, yeah, it borders Mississippi, Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Okay, yeah, so it's southwest of us. Okay. Okay. Man, I, that's a, okay, you always say that there are certain states that you just forget about. Arkansas is definitely a state that I forget about. Yeah, I don't think a lot about Arkansas. No, I didn't even know where it was. I also don't, I mean, I know this is hokey to say, but I also don't know why we pronounce it like that. Arkansas. 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 Anyways. Anyways. This is from 1975. Okay. Uh, So I want to apologize to everyone for Googling and also (laughs) talking about how hokey it is about the Arkansas thing. But I just never really understood it. Our country's states. You know, I'm not apologizing for that one. Because there's 50 of those things. I don't know 50 things in general. I can't remember 50 things. Are you crazy? No, especially about one topic. Oh, my word. I couldn't even name 50 people I know. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, There was a guy who was on vacation with his family to visit relatives in Arkansas when he encountered the alleged creature. Quote, I was walking across the road to go see my friend, sounds suspicious, who lived across the road. Well, that, yes, sure. This This is in a very secluded area, and these were the only two houses in the area. And I guess this is, he also told the same story to Carter Bouchart. But this happened in 1975. Okay, so maybe he's just reporting it way later. Okay. I want to know more about this Carter Bouchard guy. Who is that? A reporter for the BFRO, who the lady told her story to. Oh. Carter Bouchard. Hmm. The man, the mystery. The Bouchard. The Bouchard. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, that's also what happens when uh, Bouchard is a very, very, very short script uh, that I've written the first line being from a ghost says boo, and then me, the action is to shart. Mm. And then that's the end of my play. I thought it was just going to be what happened when I told you spooky stories earlier. You boo sharted your pants. <laughs> I mean, it kind of did. <laughs> yeah, similar thing. A little bit okay. of a boo shart. Anyways, uh, he added that when he was walking through a clear area in dense woods, he noticed a very tall white thing walking. Quote, It was walking along a barbed wire fence from my left to my right. Not tightrope walking, but just walking along it. Uh, From one tree line to the other. I instantly crouched down and moved as quick as I could without drawing attention to myself, although I was boosharding. Mm. The the eyewitness said that that, that the biped didn't look at him and that he was able to see a few physical details, but not his face. The hair seemed silvery white, similar in shades to aluminum foil. What a cool, yeah, what a cool poem that this guy just wrote. I feel like you've reported people saying that their hair looked like aluminum foil before. Have I? Maybe I I read this story a long time ago. No, I think there might have just been another sighting that the... Well, we're going to move on because Molly started barking and then we forgot what we were talking about. So that's basically it. (laughs) That's That's really all I have to say. Well, Linz, would you like to take a voicemail from our haunted voicemail line? Yes, I would. Okay, well, What's we will. What's the number again? Yamo tell ya. Okay. It's. Because I, I forgot. It's 803 816 2667. You can call us, ask us a question, tell us something spooky that happened to you, get our advice on something, whatever you want. You can call us any time that you want. And 
What's nice is that the holidays are upon us, so there's plenty of downtime, maybe plenty of time you're like, I need a break. So take a break and call our spooky uh, voicemail line, 803-816-2667. Call whenever you want. Lindsay, ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hey, Reeds, it's Colin Parker. Uh, I'm calling because I have a real quick question for you. Um, well, maybe it's not quick, but it, it's definitely a question, that's for sure. And that question is, there are, you know, uh, haunted houses and haunted everything. Do you know what I mean? From dolls to, I don't know, TV remotes. But, like, there's also haunted highways. And I feel like the part of one of the whole things about, like, something being haunted and something having a ghost is that they, you know, have something that they feel they left unfinished in the world, and now they're, like stuck in the item or the place or whatever where they passed. And so then they're kind of like hanging around, just kind of doing their thing. Sometimes they're just trying to eat their, you know, frozen egos uh, in privacy, but, you know, you're always kind of in their way in the morning and they're like, hey, we really need to talk about a morning schedule, but you're like, oh, God, a ghost. Um, but my point, though, is, is that I've gotten really far off topic, but I want to get back to Haunted Highway. I would like to know how that kind of works vis-a-vis figuring out how a ghost then uh, finishes their business that, uh, see, finishing their business sounds like I'm saying that they're trying to go potty and then they met an untimely death. I just mean like, you know, you know what I mean, right? Like they had something left behind that they felt was unresolved. So now they're haunted and they're walking the highway or whatever. But it's like, what what would cause that ghost to finally be at peace and be at rest? Uh, would it be for them to take another soul, basically? Like, I know it's kind of dark, but it's like, do they need to find someone to replace their spot, kind of like the ring? Uh, or is it a situation where it's like, oh, if I can find a way to save someone so that they don't meet the same fate, I will feel content or whatever. Anyway, get back to me because I am on a very long highway and there's been a ghost sitting in my passenger seat for about 45 minutes and I can't tell what they want. So if you get back to me ASAP, that would be great. Okay, bye. Well, first and foremost, Colin, I'm going to say that uh, I'm sorry that you have a ghost in your passenger seat. Uh, or am I sorry? Because that might be really nice. Well, it might be nice because you could probably just ask him the same question you asked us and maybe he'll be able <laughs> to tell you. Maybe he <laughs> just needs someone to talk to. Like maybe that's his unfinished business. But we did talk about a haunted highway, which we actually drove um, on the west coast of like by Oregon, by Portland, going out to the West Coast. Yeah. There was Highway 101 or something. I think it's 101. And there's a bandage man that will chase your car down. That's right. Now, bandage man died brutally. I don't know what his unfinished business would be. Like maybe he needs you to help him wrap his bandages and everybody's scared of him and no one will help him. That might be why. I really don't know what a bandage man unfinished business would be. Well, bandage man was also the um, the uh, ghost that liked hot dogs. Yeah. So maybe he's just waiting for some hot dogs. Man. Side note, I love hot dogs. You do. So, okay. well, okay. Maybe like when you die, you're going to be kind of like, the maybe a bandage man is like a form of a ghost, like a category of people that love hot dogs. I th- Okay, I actually think I have this figured out. Okay. Like, this might be really, really smart. So, I know I said it before, and also we're talking about highways, no pun intended, but buckle up. Okay? (laughs) Click it or ticket. Click it or ticket, bucko. So, (laughs) when you... Okay, Lindsay, you're driving on a highway. Right. Why are you driving on a highway? I gotta go somewhere. You have to go somewhere. Yes. What if, if you live in a town like where we grew up in Madison... You typically, there's like 25,000 pizza places for some reason, and then there's like two okay places to eat. You go to those two places that are okay to eat way too much, so you want to drive on a highway somewhere, typically going to Menor, Ohio, to go get something to eat, Mm -hmm. right? What if that's when you meet your demise on your way to getting food, and then your your unfinished business is going to be getting that thing to eat? So you've Ah. died, you've met your demise, hungry- unsatiated and also uh 
what's the word? I guess just hungry and mad. You died hangry. Oh. Which is not, probably not great. I could see that. Well, maybe that's why the bandage man has bandages. Like maybe they're not bandages. Maybe they're napkins. And he's just getting himself prepared to have so many hot dogs because he was on his way to eat the best hot dog and he didn't get there. Yeah, you know, I mean, that could be it. Maybe they just need a ride. Maybe they never got to, in general, where they were going. Yeah. And everybody's scared of them and they won't pick them up. And someone has to pick them up to take them to point, you know, from point A to point B. Otherwise, they have to stay in this weird limbo and nobody will do it. So, Colin, if you have a ghost in your car, you might be doing that ghost a fave. Now, how do you find out? Well, first first things first, how do you get a ghost in your car? Second, how do you find out where they need to go? That's okay. that's the difficult part. So getting them in the car, um, you don't want to be burning any kind of sage. You could have a Ouija board in your in your passenger seat. You could. Well, that would be so they could talk to you. We have to get them in the car. Oh, okay. So the Ouija board could be glued to the dash. Yep. So you get a brand new car. You immediately trash it by gluing a Ouija board to the dashboard. Cool. I'm into um, it. If it's your parents' car, they're probably going to be upset at you, but you can just explain why. Yeah. So now, okay, so that's... that's way to communicate for them to tell you what they need. Okay, so now we still need a way to get them in the car. Um. What do, What kind of things do ghosts like? That's they like I'm knocking saying. things over. Yeah. They like making noises. They like whispers. Maybe if um, they know that you're vulnerable and that you're easily scared, they'll go, ah, a person to scare. Yeah. And then they can come in the car. But I feel like that's not, that might take a little bit too much too much uh, thinking on their part to where, oh, you already missed your opportunity because you've already driven way past where the ghost is anyways. Yeah. What if you drive with your windows open and you have like a medium, like someone that talks to ghosts, like in your back seat and they're chanting Uh. away, trying to lure the spirits in. And then once they get them, they can have a comfy little seat in your car. They could either talk to you on the Ouija board or you could put white noise on your radio. Or they could talk to you through the medium. Or they could talk to you through the medium. Three ways to communicate. I bet you the 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 easiest way and the most cost-effective way would be just to turn on static on your radio. And have them talk to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you're not alone because you have your medium buddy. Mm-hmm. And they were putting out the vibes. Yeah. Got the ghost in the car. Mm-hmm. Setting the, the scene. Ghost, what, do you need pizza? Do you need hot dogs? Are, do you just need to get to the other side of town? That's true. Like that elderly man. Oh, yeah, like that creepy floating guy. Yeah. Uh, that's a really scary story. <laughs> I so, don't know. yeah. I would think that that's why they're on haunted highways is because people have people have met their demise trying to get somewhere mm-hmm. on a highway because I really wouldn't see any other reason for a ghost just to stick around a highway and haunt it because how boring is they're that? They're stuck there. They're, they're, they're stuck there and they're stuck there because they were trying to get to point B. You just have to get them where they were going. Mm-hmm. And maybe point B stands for point burger, point burrito, <laughs> point uh, croquembouche, oh. uh, you know, anything. Point Barbara. Point barbecue. Point barbecue. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm into all this. Yeah, I think just nobody gives them a chance to invite them into the car. And people drive so fast that it's like the ghost can't jump in there fast enough. Nope, absolutely not. And that's the only reason why ghosts were able to get on the subway trains in the movie Ghost is because they would stand on the tracks, right? And they'd oh. jump in the car. So unless you have a ghost standing in the road that's perfectly lined up with your passenger seat and they know that you're ready to talk to them and that you're easily frightened or you have a medium in your car. Or you have some kind of like energy or like electricity you could produce while driving. Like maybe you have the DeLorean and it picks up all the ghosts every time you travel. Yeah, that could. But that's different time zones, like, and that's just different times. Yeah, it's different times. So you, the DeLorean probably picks up so many ghosts. You know, that's actually a really good point. Like, Doc is probably like, I got all these ghosts. Ghost Marty. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm scared to death. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yeah, I think you just need to get them where they got to go. Yeah, so that's why they're on haunted highways. That's fact. Mm-hmm. And then now we can offer ghost Lyft or ghost Uber or ghost Ooh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a good idea. Oh, mm-hmm. Boober. Boober, great. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now, Colin, when you're driving around now, put in like the fancy light up 
boober logo in your front window or instead of lift it could be hover <laughs> it could be hover true <laughs> um and i don't know any other ones and i don't either no so okay. uh yeah i like this idea a lot start the biz colin see this is this is where this is where your brain needs to be right now is investing all your time and money into boober yep. and then picking up ghosts and like you're a ghostbuster basically. Yeah, but a ghost lifter, a ghost driver. You're a ghost driver. A ghost chaperone. Aww. This is really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. Okay, I'm well, glad Colin we helped him figure out his life. Yep, Colin, you're welcome for the <laughs> for the hundred dollar idea boober. Mm-hmm. And all we ask is that you just give us credit uh, where credits due when boober takes off. And uh, we'll be waiting. And um, a fun thing that you could do is start a TV show of you driving around with your ghost, kind of like Cash Cab. Maybe there's some trivia. Maybe you're just having a heart to heart. Man. It's like Taxi Cab Confessions. You have two businesses because now you have a TV show and you have a business. You're going to be a busy boy. I. You know what? Boober is a good idea. It is a good idea. Wow. Well, that's it. Let's stop while we're ahead because that's we, you and I will not be be any more clever or smarter than Boober. Boober's good. Yeah, it is. Colin, thanks for calling. And again, if anyone else wants to call, please do. The phone number is 803-816-2667. I'm not saying it fast because a lot of people say their phone number is very fast and it's hard to remember. You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. You can even email us, say you have a picture of you starting your own boober business and you want to send us some photos. Uh, you can just send them over to SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. That's right. And we would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network for being a wonderful little home for us. We've been on the network since 2017. Uh, I believe we were the first outside show on the network. Colin just tweeted about it and it was nice it made my heart feel nice it was very nice so head over to scavengersnetwork.com check out the website that's constantly being updated and tweaked and upgraded check out all the wonderful new shows again if you'd like to check out the patreon and be a donor and get access to discounts in the scavengers network store firsties on new merch bonus content go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and take a look around. We'd also like to thank Eli Rexford, Flute Arms, Gonna Have a Merm, which is a man perm chambers. Um, you can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He is responsible for writing our awesome, wicked, spooky theme song that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end. And Eli told me that, and I have a screenshot of it, I have proof, told me that if I grow a full mustache, he will get a perm. And I have been growing a mustache for the month of December. It's called the Jingle Stash. And uh, I'm growing it. So Eli... I thought you called it stashing all the way. Oh, that was before Jingle Stash. Okay. I think stashing all the way is is better, okay. but it's Jingle Stash is shorter. Okay. And then, yeah, that's it. And we'd also like to thank all of you listeners because you've helped support us. You make us feel good. We're glad that someone listens besides us. And thank you. Thank you a lot. We sincerely appreciate all of you listening and spreading the word. And we love hearing from you online or wherever. It's just very nice. Okay. Well, until next Monday, have a have maybe you go somewhere and then you see someone you pick them up, you take them somewhere else, you go back, and then they're there again because they've skitched. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Do you have one? Um, Have a what is in the woods Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anybody got creepy stuff going on around their house in their woods? Let us know. I want. Yeah, I love. Tell us about your creepy woods. Yeah. We live in the woods. We, it, yeah, we live in the woods. We live in the woods. Maybe <laughs> you do too. Let us know about the creepy stuff that goes on around your house. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next week, have an have a creepy week, and we'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye. Rat, parn to shark, shark attack. Lens? Uh, gibble, gobble, goobble.
Gripple. Okay. Prin. Huh? Shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, this is Holly Flanagan from the Shelley Has Opinions podcast. And I also have here Lucy Flanagan. That's my daughter. And we just finished listening to episode 100 of the Spooky Spouses. And we just wanted to say, great job. Here's Lucy's review. I feel like if you were a, if that was a movie, that you would get a five out of five out of all the ratings. Five out of five. I would give it five spooks out of five spooks. The Flanagan family thinks it should be a spinoff podcast, and we would definitely listen to all sorts of old-timey and spooky radio casts. Yes. Anyways, great job. Congratulations, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.